guys, this is your warning. We do post up spoilers at times we're relatively offensive. We use vulgar language. So if you think that any of those are gonna offend you in any way, shape, or form, take your step back right now. Cause buddy, uh, this is not the place for you. Anywhom, have fun listening to us. And yeah, this has been your final warning. Hey guys, welcome to Cinematic Anarchy. This is Miss B, Honey Bee. And tonight we are talking about Battle Royale. So here is us, me, Zeph. Battle Royale. And Chris. Uh, we've already mentioned the movie twice, so I don't feel the need to say it again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is definitely my favorite. Uh, from the movie Accepted with the, the one guy, he's like, Battle Royale. He's <laughs> all into it. The, the, ever since we started talking about this movie, that's been in my head. I've uh, seen this movie several times over the years, and uh, I picked up the book once a long time ago. Long time ago, and I land far, far away. Called. I read the book like three times, and it was great every time. I love the movie. I love the book. I love the fact that they stayed with the storyline from the book. I don't read. I can, but <laughs> <laughs> not an avid reader. So uh, that, your tax dollars at work, sir. Uh, your education, right there. I, know, I don't read. I used to be an avid Books reader back in like middle no, school and high school, and now I'm just like. Dead. No, but I'm a, I'm a big fan of anime, and for anybody out there listening that likes anime, I guarantee you will like this movie. Absolutely. Um, I was big, big fan. Um, I wanted. To, I kind of wish that I did read the manga as well as the book itself. Well, I'm I'm actually intent upon reading the book, so I picked up the book again. So this mm. is my second time purchasing the book. The first time I did not read it, but uh, that is because I was so heavily stuck at like working two different jobs at the same time and trying to to find time to do the the daddy bear thing and, and yeah uh, read and do two jobs and basically live life it's not easy uh, <laughs> and so, a special shout out to the father's day for chris <laughs> yeah okay this is not a father's day podcast that was not. several days ago by the time this is released uh, this it'll be uh, at least two to three days after the podcast. It's fun, <laughs> or after Father's Day, I should say. Happy late Father's Day, everybody! Yes, happy belated Father's Day. Happy really, really late or very, very early Mother's Day. <laughs> now, one of the you two. go about that. Uh, Merry uh, Christmas! <laughs> <laughs> oh no, my bills can't handle it. I'm still paying last Christmas. <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, so where do we begin with this fantastically amazing well, movie? I'd say, before we get into the discussion (laughs) of the actual movie, I want to just... The book itself, it actually produced so many pop culture offshoots. Everything from from what we now consider Battle Royal games, sort of like PUBG, Fortnite, stuff like that, are all sort of based uh, on what that book was about. Mm. Yep. uh, And you have several... I want to say sorry-ass movies that were made sort of in the same sort of theme as that. The Condemned being one of them. And Hunger Games was a blatant rip-off. Blatant. And that was like an entire book series yeah. that was like a rip-off of... <laughs> yeah, you were telling me a little bit earlier how they initially were... Um, they were going to make a remake to Battle Royale, or at least like the, the third installment of it. But because Hunger Games came out, they put a stop to it because they didn't want everybody to think that they were ripping off what ripped them off. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And I just want to say to all the lovely folks that listen to us that love the Hunger Games, I I want to apologize, but 
then again, yeah, fuck you. Never mind. I'm not apologizing. <laughs> honestly, I don't like I the Hunger Games. Hunger. I liked Hunger Games. It wasn't terrible, but it's it's a blatant ripoff. Uh, books were good. Yeah. Books were good. I did read those books. First movie was good. Fantastic first movie. And Absolutely. then I think you know, the second, third, and fourth installments, they just dropped the ball. Peter! I really... I, <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't feeling anything after the first movie. I mean, I, I just could not invest myself in the series. And yeah. so I will give you the first great outing, but I think that they were trying to, to roll a little too hard on the money that they were going to make from it and not pay enough attention to what they were actually doing. Yeah. Uh, no, so no, I, I watched the first one. I had to get through all of them. This is not a Hunger Games podcast. <laughs> we're done with Hunger Games. Okay. Uh, <laughs> So, moving on from there, uh, and that other movie, The Condemned, was the a guilty Condemned. pleasure of mine. I actually kind of liked the that, that movie. Stone, Stone Cold, Stone Cold Steve, Austin. Steve Austin. His first really good outing. But, that being said, they had a sequel to that too, which was... The Condemned 2. The Condemned 2 with... The Condemneder. Uh, what's his name there? Uh, the Rattlesnake? Randy Orton? Mm. Did not like that. No, 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 no. I don't think I saw The Condemned. <coughs> Uh, it's, it's not a bad flick. It really isn't. It's uh, like Battle Royale with uh, convicts. Okay. Yeah, basically they, they're taking convicts from around the world and just putting them in the same position, dropping them on an island, and it's all okay. sort of like a black market uh, then they kinda scheme d- to, to bet on these people and who's going to be the last one alive. Who's going to be the next I one believe, to die. Uh, Stone Cold's uh, Steve Austin's character, was it? Was he also framed, kind of like a death race type deal? Yeah, I want to say that he, yeah, he was like definitely he was, framed. He was framed, and then they, they threw him in there, and turns out you framed the wrong guy because him and Jason Statham will ruin... Jason Statham is bae. <laughs> oh, God, I, I love him. <laughs> his stupid face. For, for once, a martial artist whose movies I do not particularly hate. Yeah, right? I mean, you know, we got we got Steven Seagal. Most of his movies I can't tolerate. <laughs> uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. I've got about like a 25-75 thing yeah. going on there. 25% I like. 75% could get flushed down the toilet and I would care less. Uh, Jason Statham. I want to say he's gone right now rolling on a maybe 80-20. 80% of his movies I like. There's about 20% out there that were ill-conceived. Yeah. So I'm up there with um, Jet Li. Jet Li is one of my favorite martial arts movie guys. Non-Americanized Jet Li. Tony Ja for me. Oh, God, I love him. And uh, we, we have gotten way off the subject. Yes, okay, yeah, so fine. back I mean, to Battle Royale. <laughs> the movie. So the initial plot for this movie, uh, you know, kids are terrible. Um, so they, pretty much in Japan, it came to the point where kids were skipping school, uh, joining gangs, um, just becoming all around bad people. So they, the government decides to have this initiative where they take a, they randomly select a single class to battle to the death with one survivor. Right. And this was actually all based on, uh, there was a collapse, uh, an economic collapse in the 21st century for Japan. And they're saying that the unemployment rates got so high that uh, students began boycotting their classes, basically. They were becoming unruly, difficult to deal with. And so the Battle Royal Act was put into place as a way to sort of weed out the bad seeds. And uh, as much as we say randomly selected, obviously in this particular movie, that random selection was not very random. Because the teacher... 
who gets stabbed in the first friggin' first scene of the movie. Not so much stabbed. Sliced. Sliced. Slashed under the buttock. Don't slash me, stab me, anything, <laughs> student. Uh, and it, he, go, he goes into the point, though, what I really liked, you know, how, you know, he, it came to the point where he got sliced in the leg. And there's nothing he could do about it. Because the way, even now, now our society is, kids can be so unruly in school, and yet there's, there's nothing a teacher can, can do. do. Uh, I'm going to call your parents. Well, guess what? These kids run over their parents, too. You yeah. know, like, it, I, I like, even though we didn't get into an economic collapse yet, it's kind of just how our generation, like, the next generation is being brought up. Like, I'm going to call the cops on you. Like, no, I'm just disciplining you. Relax. Yeah. So, am, am I mistaken that the teacher's name was Katano? Uh, I believe. Kanato. Kanato. Something. something like that. It's a, it says Katano. Katano, yep. Uh, and, I mean, I honestly liked him in the movie. I mean, I'm not liked him, liked him, but he was like he was like a really good bad guy. Very, very, very peppy, very much like I'm, I'm getting, you know, <laughs> getting my revenge on you little <laughs> shits for doing He's what you did. severely enjoying it. Every second of it. Uh, to the point that he, he painted a wonderful mural of all these kids basically massacring themselves. Yep. Outside of the one that he wished he wished uh, was going to actually win. Because she was an all-around uh, good good student. Uh, Miss uh, Noriko. Yeah. Which, to me, it, it's... I just don't understand how this weeds out the bad kids. Because, to me, a kill to the death... Like, a battle to the death is going to leave the worst kid. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like in this particular movie, and they it's take not that how it worst ends. kid and they put it, they put them into the next class to battle. Yeah, and it's like, hey, you did it once, do it again. Yeah, like there's there's no escape from it. That's how I'm feeling. I'm feeling like even those kids that win, they don't, don't necessarily to... win. They're 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 stuck in this battle until either until they're they dead die. or or, or they, until they keep all, the, all they did was transfer them to the school that was next. Right. Two of them actually. Well, no, that that other one volunteered. Right, the the oh god, the redheaded kid. Uh, yeah. Which I think he would have played a really go, uh, played a really good Ichigo from Bleach. Was not a fan of the the um, adaptation that the live action adaptation that they did. I did see that. I I'm not a huge fan of the live action remakes of all these animes. Even Death Note was terrible. No, it was god awful. They could have done that great, you know, made at least a two part movie. Yeah. Uh, you see, this is why I like I like that we're doing this movie. Like, this is where my anime expertise come into play. <laughs> you know, but I mean, some of the kills in this were definitely anime worthy. Some of them, not so much. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was uh, so. This movie, when it was originally released in Japan, it was given like a, it's given like a no one under fifteen rating, which was like death to films over there. Yeah. Uh, and and they fought against it too, and and finally said, well, you know, it's they're either going to put more restrictions on the actual film itself, or we're going to release it this way. And so uh, that initial release, it was given a really hard, it was given a hard time with that uh, no one under fifteen rating, and I think he actually went on the record at one point of saying, if you want to see this movie. Just sneak in and see it. Yeah. Go see it. <laughs> sneak in. Just do it. All the you little kids like, sneak in and watch my movie. Just do it. You look just like your parents, anyways. <laughs> yeah. Same height. Uh, sorry, that's. I, I love that they used the girl from Kill Bill that played yes. Gogo. She's yes, always been yes. a great actor, actress. A actor, actress. Um, Same difference, pretty much. <laughs> Nasuki, 
or whatever her name is. She was my favorite character. I'm, I'm a little upset that she ended up, you know, dying the way that she did. Oh, so you know, uh, Takeko Chisuka, uh, Chigusa? Chigusa. Chigusa. Uh, played by uh, Chiaki Kuriyama. Yep. Uh, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. I'm not Kuriyama. terribly good Chiaki. with the pronunci- uh, pronunci- <laughs> pronunciation. Pronunciation. That's the one thing about their names. It's pretty, it's syllable. It's pretty oh. good. No, I mean. We're but- super white. I'm sorry if we can't pronounce these names. Do not hate us. I'm not, I'm not sure Omar would have fared any racist. better. <laughs> Honestly. It's not the white thing. I don't think Omar would have fared any better. No, no. Uh, We're just bad at this. <laughs> and yes, uh, we are sorry. Uh, missing to our podcast this evening is Mr. Omar. Uh, we will hopefully have him on our next cast. Yeah, I'm, I, missed the, I missed the one I picked out. Uh, Bulletproof Monk. I hope you guys listened to that and you enjoyed it. Because I wasn't there. So, and this movie, I uh, was... shout out for you. <laughs> I know, but still. <laughs> yes, yes. That was that was one he really wanted to be there for. Yeah. He fought to be there, but, you know. Things happen. Family obligations happen. Gosh darn niece. <laughs> uh, so, when it comes down to this initial movie, though, um, I, I loved it. I mean, how did you guys feel? It was amazing. I've always loved this movie since... Well, look... I've loved this whole storyline since I read the books back when I was in middle school, or book back when I was in middle school, <laughs> and then I read it again a couple more times in high school, and then I just stopped reading altogether after I got out of high school, and uh, I just slack hardcore on books now. But um, this this was a well-written book. This was a well-played-out movie, and they followed the storyline perfect, like almost perfectly. There's a couple of things that were a little weird to me. Uh, Kawanda or Kawana, whichever his name is. He um, he at one point he's like, my dad is a my dad is a doctor. You know, he's like, yeah, you know, my dad's a doctor. You know, I just I just patched you up. And then the next scene, he cooked, and he's like, yeah, my dad's a chef. You could be both. And it's like, do you have two dads? Do you have one dad? That's just so like, yeah, is he like just the man? You know, like... Uh, perhaps he was like that all-around guy in the military, got in there to be sort of a paramedic, and then he, he became part of the, the cooking crew when he was tired of seeing the blood. Yeah, yeah I mean, there's a, there's definitely a possibility for it, but, you know, I, I had ended up having to Google it to find out what he did, and um, under his, they say that his father was a doctor, and they um, he ended up getting killed because he was chosen to be a part of the Battle Royale in the first in the, for the first one. So his father, I, I guess his father does something, like, in the military. That's what they say, and he must have done kind of like what um, the other kid did, the other kid's uncle did. Okay. I mean, the other kid's uncle was more terrorist yeah. than anything. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're making explosives with, uh, you know, fertilizer and nitrogen and all that stuff. And- <laughs> this, this is the detonation pin that he tried to blow up Parliament with. Like, bro... I'm on the other hand. Hey, dude, I cooked some mashed potatoes. You want to put the bomb down for a minute to eat a little? <laughs> Uh, we do not need to kill everyone. <laughs> I yes, have, we do. I've personally seen this movie several times. I recently purchased the Blu-ray box set that has both movies, uh, part one and part two. Uh, we're hoping to do part two. Uh, I'm not sure if we're going to do it oh, the I'm next. Oh, I'm watching part two once I get home tonight. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I'm not sure if we're going to do it as the next podcast, but at least one more removed. Yeah. You know, I, I want to do it soon. Uh, but, yeah, I love the movie through and through. I think it was... Uh, it was a fantastically trippy little ride. I like those uh, films that just are balls to the wall action, 
all the way through, and the fact that most of the action was done by a bunch of teenagers. Yeah. Even that they, much more like, impressive. They didn't oh. overact. They didn't like. They the absolute the movie like they were actually in the situation. Like they, it, it was well played out. It was well acted out. I mean, it, it's it's just like there's some things that get that were getting me like. They're point blank range, just shooting at them. Yeah, and it's like you're like no, bang, 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 and like oh. it's like you're just hitting the tree a mile away. Well, remember these are kids with no like point, assault weapon point experience. blank range though. It's like with the handgun. I they mean, went to the stormtrooper school of shooting. Yeah, when it came to the when it came to the first guy, um, uh, the, like the main character Shuya, when it came to him, he's point blank range and he shoots the guy in the vest. Okay, I get you didn't shoot the guy in the head after your third shot, but he at least was hitting him. Yeah. There were so many people that were so close, like the the smart guy. He even has his glasses on, and he's just he's doing math for some reason while he's, he's like, I'm going to get into a good school. You watch. And he's like shooting point blank, and he's just hitting well, no in, one. In high-stress situations, especially for kids, like you're not going to be able to like hold your hand still. These kids are probably like anxious as fuck and shaking all over and like yeah i mean he was relatively yeah so like it it kind of it makes sense that like they wouldn't be able to shoot people even at point blank range because they're just fucking terrified of everything that moves yeah and there was the um what what i what i thought was one of the smartest characters even though he kind of like blew a spot up the kid in the beginning when they first leave the school and he's outside, and he's picking people yeah. off right off the right off the right off the roof. The, the big problem is, is he's an asshole, and he's screaming while he's doing it, like yeah, no, like you got to be stealth about that shit. <laughs> yeah, like but you have he, to. He got cocky and fucking all this. No, shit. he didn't even get cocky. He just didn't know what to do. I mean, I've seen. I, as a, you're in Japan, you've definitely watched some sort of anime. Oh, yeah. All you people imagined it. You're like, I don't mean you people. I mean, like, <laughs> like, everybody who has ever read an anime has pictured yourself in these situations. Yeah. You know, like, have a little bit more tact, I'd, I'd say. You know? Like, know like the kid who volunteers. The kid who volunteered was just like, I'm ready. I'm going to go kill some people. And here we go. Yeah. I liked uh, the other guy, the other transfer student. He, he he gets out of the room for just a moment, comes back, tosses the bag back at him. No, that one. That's my bag. Yeah, I love oh, oh, yeah. Random bag's great. my ass. Yeah. Just saying. Well, he must have, like, looked in it real quick, and he was like, oh, fucking binoculars. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, you guys aren't getting me like that. And they gave him the opportunity to do it because they know he's there specifically to kill. Like, the two people. Those well, those sort of disrupt everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, a few little little tidbits that you, you may not have known about this particular movie anyway. Uh, let's see. I had them, like, right in front of me. Ah! Oh, no. Look at that. So, I, I get off on a tangent. So, this was actually one of uh, Japan's ten, uh, top ten highest grossing films of all time. Uh, none of the cast, none of the cast members in the movie had stunt doubles at all. Not even the lead. Uh, he got his ass kicked. Yeah. And it wasn't until, uh, we, I mean, they, the movie actually played on festival circuits and a lot of people got a copy, copies of bootlegs and everything, but it wasn't until 2011, uh, when Anchor Bay had actually made a 
uh, a deal for distribution for the movie that they actually got a wide release in the United States. Mm -hmm. So there wasn't a wide theatrical release in the United States of this particular movie, mainly because the fella that, that did the movie, that made the movie, uh, he he didn't want to distribute in the U.S. He so he was, being, he was being sort of ridiculous about the, the offers he was expecting for distribution in the U.S. It was a little too high for a lot of the independent companies, and it was high enough that some of the more... Uh, prominent distribution countries were, uh, companies were just not gonna bend. Yeah, it's like no, we're not gonna, we're gonna pay that to distribute uh, distribute your movie. Yeah, I mean, uh, but at the end of the day, I enjoyed it. And then they came out with the condemned. They were like, no, "I'm not, we're not gonna do your movie. We'll do our own." Well, they say <laughs> imitation is a serious form of flattery, and bad imitation is the best way to wipe your ass on somebody's book. I guess. <laughs> I suppose so. Uh, yeah. No, I. I this has always been one of my like favorite stories. Yeah. I wouldn't, uh, you see, I wouldn't mind them doing a complete remake, kind of American style, but with students. You yeah. know what I mean? I wouldn't mind something like that. And I'm not talking Hunger Games style. Well, there was one of the works that just never got off the ground, thanks yeah. to the Hunger Games. Hmm. Yeah. Huh. Boo. Boo. Yeah, <laughs> big boo. I mean, honestly, Hunger Games versus a remake of Battle Royale. I would take Battle Royale you any know, day. And I'm not saying you know just Americanize the whole movie. But, you know, like, we we had to watch it dubbed or subbed, and I don't mind doing that, but I also oh. wouldn't mind watching an American version where they do speak English, even a British version. Let's go yeah. British version. I wouldn't care. Right. You know, just something where the voice matched up to the what was going on. You know, I wouldn't mind that. I... What do you mean? I, I don't mind watching subtitles. Are you opposed I don't, to subtitles? I, I don't mind watching it either. But when but, it's on the TV, I get distracted by my phone. And sometimes I, I do... Like, I, it's like, oh, 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 and you're looking up and down, up and down, like, okay, what are they saying? And it's like, oh, no, I just missed, like, that gory part because, like... You're missing was... the action because you're reading down here, and the dubbing doesn't quite match up. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, I mean, I hate to say it, but Americanized dubbing of Japanese Sucks. or Asian movies in general... It's terrible. Actually, not even Asian movies. Have you noticed the bad trend with Netflix lately? Yeah. Uh, and, uh, it, it's, it's... The subtitles don't match up with the dub. There, there's, there's a lot of, uh, like, South American... Movies that they're kind of pushing up here, and they have European movies they're pushing over here, and they're doing a, a dubbing, American mm -hmm. dubbing, and the energy coming from the person doing those voiceovers is just nowhere near as as intense as you, what's going on on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, you're shooting at me, you know? Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're really cool. You're the coolest girl in the world. Like the fuck, boy. Show some goddamn emotion. I'm looking at the subtitles here. That's not what you fucking said. Yeah, right. <laughs> and that ended up happening like in this in in this movie with uh, uh, the the woman from Kill Bill, and I love her. So she's my favorite. Yeah, it, you know, there's her, and then the the guy that she kind of has a crush on, even though she knows that he has a crush on somebody else, and she's like, "Do you like her? Do you like somebody else? Oh, it's cool. You're, I'm just gonna you're go the coolest." <laughs> You yeah, know, like, just. That, that I've was, got no words. That was honestly. a weak death. Like she yeah, was my favorite character, and that was a weak death. Dry throat. Those, those uh, combination, combination. Everyone's got three. cotton mouth. I am getting further away from the mic because I'm grabbing my drink from across the room. Room, ah. room. Ah. No, th this is definitely. I'll say the number one movie that we've reviewed so far for me. Well, that is because we are reviewing a movie that is 
Well, I would consider it a cult classic because it didn't get a wide release in the United States. I don't consider it something that would have been a cult classic in any other country. Yeah. It, it was it was definitely a high-grossing movie in Japan. It was not a cult classic. It was just a classic, period, over there. Yeah. And due to the issues with distribution over here, that's why it's sort of a cult classic here. Yeah. Um, no, I, I was telling my buddy so, about this, and he was like, I'm definitely going to watch it. Like, he's, he's my anime friend. He's one of my many anime friends. <laughs> definitely a higher quality movie uh, than some movies that we've had a chance to watch. Yeah. While I do love Bulletproof Monk, sir, this is so much better. I, I, I agree, you know. Like, I just want... Bulletproof Monk was one of my favorite movies growing up, and that's why I kind of chose it, because not everybody was as big as a fan as I was. I couldn't stay serious through the entire mo- through the movie at all. <laughs> Kung Fu Stifler. <laughs> Kung Fu Stifler. Right. That's the only... That's the only that's, when that's I was it, putting out it. on social media, that's what I tagged. Just Kung, <laughs> Kung Fu, Fu Stifler. Stifler. You know, with the action grip. No. Uh, <laughs> but, uh... Anyway, this was a fantastic movie. Point out. Everybody loved it here. Me and Miss B were the only ones who have actually seen it previously. This is a first for Mr. Zeff here. Uh, so when we actually go watch the second movie, outside of the fact that I've seen maybe the first ten minutes of it, I haven't seen the rest. Yeah. Uh, I still need to watch the second movie. Well, I- I'm disappointed they were doing a double feature on like Showtime at one point. And I sat through the entire first movie because I loved the first movie. And then the second one started, and I got like ten minutes in, and there was like a speech going on, and then I just, I went. I passed out. <laughs> and I'm like, no DVR. So the DVR didn't pick it up. Damn it. No. I've been there. I'm going to have like a watch like attached to my heartbeat that tells when my heart re- rate drops while I'm watching something. <laughs> so the DVR just kicks in. <laughs> Invent that technology for me. Come on. DVR that kicks in when you pass out watching something. You can ask me, oh, are you still there? No, I'm not. You know, you saw me not click OK for like (laughs) 10 minutes. Are you still there? No, please record when I'm not watching right now. Please. Love (laughs) of God. I don't want to miss it. Uh, Just record when you start watching it. That way if you fall asleep, you're good. So we're going to take a quick second to go ahead and uh, bring in our sponsor. And then we'll be right back. Alright, so getting back to it, we're going to go ahead and start with the question of the day. And that question is, what movie do you feel would be greatly improved if it were turned into a musical? I say (laughs) Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. That would be incredible. This is always one of my favorite movies, ever since I was in, like, high school. And, yeah, no, like, the, the whole idea behind the movie and... Like they they got the whole like inception thing going on with the dreams and wiping their memories. Like I think it would be a great movie or a great musical. Okay, I mean I'm not sure if it, like I was uh, uh, discussing a little while ago, a little bit ago. Uh, I don't think it would elevate the movie all that much. I think that it may be. I feel like um, Clementine would get really into the music and she would just make it. And plus you got fucking Jared, uh, not Jared Little. Um, Oh, I, I was just thinking of Requiem Sunshine for Requiem for a Dream. Um, Jim Carrey. Requ- Jim Carrey. Yes. Jim Carrey is very animated. Jim yes. Carrey is extremely animated, and he would make those songs fucking incredible. He does like to sing on stage a little bit. Yeah. Not great, but he he. Yeah. <laughs> I think that would make it just a little bit better. Like not greatly improved, but it would be incredible to watch. 
Okay. So, in that vein. Now, I'm not sure if it would improve the movie much. But the movie that I'm thinking of that would be hilarious. It's already a funny fucking movie. That would be hilarious. As a musical... Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Oh my god, yes! I was thinking yes. of that myself, but... I feel like that would take away. Johnny Depp already has a great voice. I think that... I think that, honestly, kind of like what they did with the, the Anchorman movies, where they had, like, the Anchorman movie, and then they had a completely alternate take of the same movie that they released on the Blu-ray that was the entire movie, but completely different jokes all the way through. Right? Have something like Braveheart be a musical, right? Right. <laughs> I think that they should they should make, or should have made, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, and then the exact same movie except for as a musical. Because the movie's like a, just a, a trip bad country. To begin with. <laughs> <laughs> and I th I think honestly Johnny Depp could sell it. Oh, really yes, yeah, Johnny Depp Johnny sell Depp's just got about a great anything. voice as it is. Like. I'm, I'm not sure about Benicio Del Toro. It might be a little awkward <laughs> with him, but I would definitely buy into it just because Benicio is just kind of that kind of awkward, cool yeah. guy. Yeah. Uh, you got any? Other than Braveheart? No, I don't know no, I mean, Braveheart this, the musical. This one, this one was like kind of a, a, a hard question for me. Braveheart like, the Italian opera. Because you know? like, I, I, I am a fan of musicals. Um, like, my mother was the reasoning for that one. Um, I mean, it came down to, like, The Newsies was one of my favorite movies. I don't know if you've ever seen it. If not, watch it. It's um, about the struggle of the New York newspaper boys before they started the union. And I loved it. So when it comes to, like, making other movies, like, I don't think some movies should have been musicals. And finding one that should or should not have been, I mean, should have been, it's kind of difficult for me. I think uh, I think one of my favorite musicals of all time, honestly, Moulin Rouge. Yes. A uh, lot of musicals out there. Fantastic musical if you ever get a chance to see it. Rock of Ages, Across the Universe. Uh, right, yes. Across the Universe is actually right up there with Moulin Rouge as far as I'm concerned. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of really, really great musical albums out there, but then there's also musicals that like destroy the genre. Like, why oh, did you make this a musical? You know, you know, it would be a good one. Though. Phantom of the Opera was now that one I'm of thinking my off the top up. of my head. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh my god! <laughs> As a musical, as oh, an that, entire would, musical. that would be fantastic. Do you know what they made into a musical? Toxic Avenger. There was a what? musical stage play for the Toxic Avenger. Hmm. <laughs> I I would have loved to have gone to New York to do to go watch that. <laughs> Honestly, it it sounded fantastic. Uh... But, I mean, yeah, there's not a lot of movies, I think, that would be elevated so much outside of this. We have a list it of, like, really, really bad like, movies. It wouldn't elevate the movie, but it would be entertaining. Like, <laughs> Tromeo, if I'm honest... Romeo and Juliet. Oh, God, no. <laughs> if I'm honest, like, Jason Statham's Death Race movie <laughs> as a musical, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Just... Can you imagine, you know, you, you get about halfway through the movie, but you gotta, you can't just make it a musical. 
for that kind of thing, you've got to take everybody like completely out of their heads. Like the entire beginning of the movie is just this really serious like movie about convicts that are getting ready to race to the death. And just as soon as the the, the race starts, it's a musical, <laughs> and they're all singing in their cars back and forth to each, uh, you know, to each other. I will kill you. Kill murder, kill murder, you. death, death, kill. kill. You remember? You remember? Oh my death God. race twenty fifty. Minerva. Murder, death, kill. Murder, murder, death, murder, death, kill. kill. Name of the movie. One eight seven. Murder, death, kill. <laughs> come on, come Chappie. on, huh? Chappy. No, <laughs> Demolition Man. I didn't see that. You, same. I know, so I know, I know. You're knowing us. So movies. Back in the at the time the movie came out, it was not that bad, but it is so dated right now. It's not even funny. <laughs> so dated. Uh that is Sylvester Stallone, Sandra Bullock, Benjamin Bratt, Dennis Leary, oh my and uh, of course Wesley Snipes as one of the cockiest villains you will ever meet <laughs> with a blonde hairdo. It oh was my just God. fantastic movie through and through. If you watch it now, it is so corny to watch. But back then, the whole premise was like he was chasing after Wesley Snipes. So. Uh, Wesley Snipes the bad guy, obviously. Sylvester Stallone is the, the, the rogue cop that's just out of control. Yeah. And uh, he basically ends up blowing up this building trying to kill this guy. And uh, Wesley Snipes escapes. And, of course, they arrest Sylvester Stallone, too, because there was a bunch of civilians inside the building that he just blew up trying to kill Wesley Snipes. They cryogenically freeze them, and that's where the credits start. And the, in the future... Uh, Wesley Snipes is dethawed uh, to try to see if he's been rehabilitated by their rehabilitational like program. So what they did was they were kind of feeding things to them subliminally in the cryogenic stasis to think see if that would rehabilitate them and make them better people. Somebody messed with his uh, cryogenic stasis, and he ended up getting like combat training and all sorts of other like evil things. You know how to build bombs and this, that, and the other thing, and. Uh, of course, Sylvester Stallone learned how to knit <laughs> while he was in <laughs> That's what he got. Uh, uh, don't you worry. We're at the top of this building. I'll get us down. I got this strange, <laughs> I got this strange urge to knit an Afghan. Uh, got into yarn, but no, it was it was a fantastic movie. And like in the future, I guess cops don't even ca carry weapons anymore. It's just like a stun baton that knocks you out if you can get close enough. So guns are unheard of. Yeah. Uh, there's no music in the future anymore. The only thing that is considered music are literally like commercial jingles. Yeah. Those are the So you have Sandra Bullock in the in the car singing the Oscar Minor Wiener song, one of her favorite songs of all time. It's popcorn, like, popcorn. One of the movies that made me fall in love with Sandra Bullock as an actress, honestly, because she was just so so unbelievably naive in so that movie. Demolition as a Man is what it is. Demolition Man. Gotta watch that. It's. Absolutely hilarious. And I, I have another, uh, <coughs> another little fun musical, Die Hard. Die Hard yes! the musical. Oh my well, God. they've gone every other place that they can with that friggin' movie. Might as well <laughs> right? go Die Hard the musical. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. Well, you know that um, Bruce Willis is a musician in his spare time. He's a blues musician. So, uh, Mr. Willis, if you are listening to this for some reason, which, you know... Shout out to you. Um, 
Yeah, yippee ki motherfucker. I, I would love to, to hear that glass. song. Oh, my God. Wonderful movie. Oh, my God. No spoilers. Oh, my I won't. It's great. Ah. I own the movie. Voodoo. Ah. So. I'm, I'm probably going to look it up online later on when I get home and uh, try and see if I can find that, because, oh, my God. I've been waiting for this movie for since the fucking... Um, I will say... Not glad. Was it Glass? Yeah, it was Glass. No, Unbreakable was the original. Unbreakable was the original one. Okay, yeah. So So I will say... And then then Split, and then Glass, yeah. That the only thing... I I watched the movie from the beginning to the end. The only thing that would disappoint me about the movie is if they did not continue the story. Yeah. So, the way that they they ended the movie, and I'm not going to tell you anything about it, but they left it in an area that it definitely needs to be continued. And I'm hoping to God it's not like another ten years down the road. Well, it's to the point where it doesn't need to be because, like, it's kind of just like, okay, like, a a whole new world. I feel, I feel that what they did with the movie is a perfect segue for M. Night Shyamalan to go over to Netflix and go, I want to create a TV show for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, I think yes, that's perfect. That would that would be amazing. Perfect. And I'm sorry, this isn't really ruining anything for you. It's I'm not. Just I'm like, not telling you anything basic, about what's going on. I got on. basic ideas of what's going on in the movie, but I fucking cannot wait to see it. Oh god, I, I was I supposed love... to. My boyfriend and I had like four dates planned up to go see it, and we just skipped out every time. And I don't know why. That's why I love He's Showbox. A That's why I love Showbox. I, I, I love I loved Unbreakable. And I did not expect Split to kind of be the sequel of that. No, neither did I. And the then fucking Bruce that, Willis shows up right, at the when end. Right, just shows up. Mr. Glass, like, what, what, what? And then I watched... Yeah, right, I'm fucking ready for this shit. Oh. I watched this 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 Glass movie, this harsh, heart-wrenching mess, and I was, oh, I was just... <clears throat> <clears throat> what are you doing? Stop! Actually, no, don't stop. That's that's good. Hmm. <laughs> you know, I had to, I had to, I had to sit there. I had to process what I had just watched for like thirty minutes after the movie was done. Just like I, well, like, split. I loved the way. Oh yeah, I split. went through. I went through the, the the seven stages. You know, the denial and the anger and the no. pleading and the bargaining, and then finally I it was just acceptance. Like there the has way to they be did more. Split. Um, what's his fucking name? James McAvoy. James McAvoy. 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 James McAvoy is a fucking amazing actor, and I can't get past Mr. Tumnus being this fucking monster. There is one movie that I'm excited to watch him in, and I actually I have it on my, my little voodoo thing. Uh, the, he, he's an atomic blonde. Oh, no shit. Yes. I, I, I didn't I know that. that? I don't think Charlie's I Theron? That badass movie? Oh, I, I, <sighs> listen, Ooh. buddy, I've been meaning to watch it. <laughs> that, that, I figured that would be like right up your alley. Yeah. Like, that's, that's, uh, she apparently plays a badass chick in that movie, and I am like excited to watch the movie. And, uh... The entire time I was watching fucking Split, I was like, Mr. Tumnus from Narnia, what's good? I've always liked her as a lead oh, anyway. he did play Mr. Thomas. Tumnus. T- Tumnus. Mr. Thomas. Yes. I always thought it was Thomas. <laughs> All right. And, uh, we're going to go ahead and segue right into our, uh, Pitch Storm segment. All right, so we've already pre-drawn the cards. And uh, so we have a, a character card, a plot card, and a bit of notes. And Chris is the only one who knows what the pre-pulled cards are. So. <laughs> yes, well, you guys all pulled your cards and you've seen your own cards, but you haven't heard them all together. Mm-hmm. So, what we have here is a video game character come to life, must survive the night in a town overrun by feral children. And the notes here is, what if the main character was actually a giant misunderstood gorilla? So... Donkey the main Kong? character, apparently, yeah. We're, 
There's not a lot of... So Donkey Kong has to survive the Children of the Corn. All right. Okay. So that's basically how that all, that all worked <laughs> out. It's Donkey Kong versus the Children of the Corn. Yeah. Because there's not a lot of giant over or misunderstood gorillas in video games. Yeah. And it turns out that it's Diddy Kong in a nursery. Like a nursery at a hospital. And he, he ends up getting some sort of drug. Like he, he like... The drug lands in his food. He eats it. He goes crazy. And then he thinks he's in a town. <laughs> what if it's not necessarily... Uh, and and that would be uh, my, my child, Alex, entering the room, Yo. which we are... Hey, there you go. Which we are currently recording in. Uh, this is also the area where Alex does a lot of his own work. Uh, anyway, so here, here's my thought. What if this? What if the, it's not actually a, he? He's not actually a giant misunderstood gorilla. What if he just thinks he is? Hmm. What if he's like a psych ward patient who thinks he's Donkey Kong? So he's doing this entire thing. It's sort of like a back and forth. All right. He. There's Even the feral ch children are not actually feral children. So you got this guy who's actually a psych ward, escaped psych ward patient, who comes to some backwards, middle of nowhere town and just starts attacking people. <laughs> and every time we cut away to what's going on in his head, it sounds like schizophrenia. Yeah. So every time we're cutting away to what's going on in his head, he thinks he's like Donkey Kong in this game, just beating down these kids that are coming at him <laughs> with pitchforks and shovels and. You know, he thinks it's like Children of the Corn, and he's Donkey Kong just rolling barrels at I'm people. I'm seeing you know? this as like some kind of crank shit. Crank? Crank. Like the the, the whole like um, the like the visual effects and everything. Like I can see it. This guy running around like fucking Jason Statham. Yeah. <laughs> Somewhere halfway between like Crank and maybe like uh, Scott Pilgrim. Yes. Kinda. Oh my god. <laughs> You know, because you got to have that video game aesthetic to the whole movie. Because yes. he thinks he's playing out a video game, like something just he got. Maybe he was like a, a gamer that just went a little bit too far, just cracked, got stuck in the game, and he just constantly, you know, maybe it's like VR gone wrong, just yeah. constantly think he's stuck in that game. You know, yeah, his mother just destroyed his, his brain fried and he couldn't get out. Maybe he likes so like a buddy of his like gave him like some LSD or something and just kind of <laughs> and he was catatonic for a while just sitting there and so they didn't even like tie him down or anything and then he finally like snaps too only now he thinks he's dogging on extra life you know and just <laughs> goes after everybody he's just rolling these massive like fifty five gallon drums at people you know? mind you he's also a bodybuilder because he has to be relatively strong enough to like take on a whole town. Right. Well, he doesn't need to be necessarily a body bodybuilder, just well toned. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because I mean, have you ever seen somebody that 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 is just a little bit way too tweaked out? Yeah. They got like superhuman strength. I lived in Boston. That adrenaline, <laughs> you know, just <laughs> I've seen plenty of it. Saw a video of um, um they're like crackheads can do anything, and the guy has like uh, has a refrigerator on his head. Oh my god! Yeah. Park. Holding it with one arm. Yeah, like he has a refrigerator on his head while riding a bike. You heard me correct, Chris. <laughs> a, a what? A refrigerator on his head? Yes, like he's, he he's gets on the bike, it. he tips the, the refrigerator on top of his head, holds it while he rides his bike down the street. I'll have yeah. to show you the video after. It's Bicycle. Yeah, bicycle. Bicycle. I'm like seeing like a really specific scene from a movie with like, Ben Stiller in it, where he's like carrying like massive pieces of furniture on his back. He's just this little guy. Yeah. And he's like, "Where are we taking this? Third floor? What? <laughs> where? No, this guy would have been like third floor, no problem." So okay, we got to think of the perfect actor for this like tweaked out dude. Somebody that just looks absolutely nut. Actually, there's somebody that can play crazy. 
He's done it before. And he's also well built. Mark Wahlberg. Yeah! Mark Wahlberg. Have you seen Fear? Yes. I right. That, that that movie with him and Renee Zellweger? Okay, yeah. Not Renee Zellweger. Uh, Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. That first movie that he did where he played the psycho boyfriend. Yep. Right? That I whole thing. Oh, that. I loved him in that movie. That was, that was a good movie. And I'm so disappointed he hasn't gone to that extreme in some of his other movies before. But, uh, okay, and now we're seeing the video for... This is a YouTube video? Yeah. Oh, the, the tweaker with the fridge. Oh, this is fantastic. So he's picking up the fridge off the ground. Just, it's not a full-size fridge. It's like a dorm fridge. It's a, it's a refrigerator on his head. <laughs> it's an old-school one, too. It looks like one of those old-school, like, ste- like steel. Yeah. or uh... That shit's heavy. Wow. Yep, I'm just going to casually take this and let's go. All right. <laughs> and he's going to hop on his bike and just drive. Okay, so yeah. Anyway, we we got Mark Wahlberg as this guy here. Okay. okay. So he we're, he he's landed he's landed in the middle of like I want to say like Kansas, like some backwards nowhere town in Kansas. Fucking throw fucking um. And uh. So Will he's Ferrell being in there with him. He's being driven in a van, a la a la the fugitive, and it, driven in a van to another facility, something that's a, a stronger because they feel he's a danger to himself and others. Yeah. Because they he just cannot snap out of this, and so he's come out of his coma. He's not in the medical warden anymore. Warden anymore. He came out of the coma and just started throwing people around. That's his first experience as Donkey Kong. He yeah. thinks he's Donkey Kong. He is living his life as Donkey Kong. Okay. Right? Scared as hell because there's a bunch of doctors around him. It's like Donkey Kong on drugs, the movie. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, so they've decided to put him in like a maximum security psych ward. Uh, so they're driving him from point A to point B. Car crashes. He escapes. Alright, so he, he escapes through the cornfields and he, he just, he's picturing himself kind of as Donkey Kong <laughs> running through the cornfield. And, uh, let's see. We gotta figure out some other players here because all we got is Mark Wahlberg acting like a large gorilla. Well, you have to have the guy Which going is after he's him. He's, kind of play, he's playing like the Mario character. You know what I mean? Like, he, he goes, he's like, oh, like, they, like well, we need to go save him. Like, he's his therapist. And he sees the therapist as the Donkey Kong, as like the Mario character running up the ladders and stuff, going to go like save the princess. Hmm. So who's the princess? Who's who's the the focal point? Oh, do we have to do that that way? Are we doing it like old school Donkey Kong? Like, well, are we doing are we doing hero Donkey Kong? Or are we doing the villain Donkey Kong? Is, this is two different is, versions. He is Donkey Kong. He doesn't know where he he is in this world yet. He is still just anything to do with Donkey Kong. He finds like a way to do it. He gets in a goat cart. Now he's like, he's <laughs> he's uh, Mario Kart version. Uh, I mean, so it basically depends upon the situation. Depends upon the game that he mentally reverts to. Yeah, right. you know. So uh, like, so he's uh, he's at top of like, um, he's on top of like the the random church in the middle of this western town. What's the name of the, the female Donkey Kong? <coughs> there's Diddy Kong, and then there's a female Donkey Candy Kong. Candy Kong. Is it Candy Kong? You sure? I had no idea. Candy Kong is like the the slutty. It'd be hilarious. Candy Kong. Okay. Real. Okay. Candy Kong. So we got to come up with people for each one of these, and he's these people are not actually associated with him. Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Emma Stone is Candy Candy Kong. Yeah. Okay. So like that's got to be like the person that's able to talk him down out of the shit sometimes, and kind of bring him down to reality a little bit. Diddy has to be somebody that eggs him on. Diddy is the random crazy guy in the (coughs) town. 
You know what I mean? The guy that nobody takes seriously. So maybe like a little Steve Buscemi guy that like maybe Steve Buscemi. Maybe Steve somebody Buscemi. likes Steve Buscemi. I, I was thinking um the fucking annoying guy from Workaholics. Oh, uh, yes, I can see him playing. Yeah, the right. Character. I can't think of his name though. Okay, wait, which one are we thinking now? We talked the, about the, the short dude, annoying kid, the, the pretty boy one. Yeah. Okay, you know so the pretty mean? boy one, but not the, the the stoner with the the, the, the stoner with the long hair, hair. not the no. t- not the tall one who's just like I'm like proper. No, like the like dude, like what we're gonna do is like we're we're gonna go take bong hits out of our ass, like that guy. Hang on, I'm pulling right. it up. So so this this is another kind of a. He's egging him on the entire time. So that's Adam Devine. Yep. Uh, and he's egging him on the entire time. So this guy is like, he's tossing everything he can at these local kids. So he's like these local teenagers that are like kind of, it, it doesn't start that way. They've I been, see him like, they've been picking on him. Like, he's like, he's just like the town guy that nobody likes. Yeah. So like all the kids like throw rocks at him and stuff like that. And he finally finds a chance to like take revenge on him. And that's who this Donkey Kong guy coming through. He's like passing him barrels. He's passing him a sledgehammer. And this is a very graphic. So this is this movie. is this is this kid's actual town. So Adam Devine actually lived in this town. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And like Emma Stone is like um, the bar wench. You know what I mean? Oh, so wench, like, really? Yeah. So okay. like, so like, he kicks. He can pull it off. Apparently, <laughs> it's a like it's a, a you know middle of Kansas town that has a medieval bar. In yeah, it. I'm, I'm even. I'm, a saloon. Yeah, you know what I okay. mean. A saloon. Whichever way you want to go with and it, like go they, for it. Like right. I said, they got the old the old school church in the center of town. They got the the saloon. They have the the long dirt road. This is like western. We don't have cell phones, but we throw rocks at this asshole. <coughs> so who's the big bad guy here? So, I mean, is the therapist supposed to be the big bad guy, the Mario yeah. figure that that yeah. they're constantly trying to escape yeah. the entire time? And, like, he, he comes in, like, with tranquil, like with the tranquilizer gun, because, like, he doesn't want to get too close. And, um, you know... Little buddy, Diddy Kong, he, he takes the bullet for him. Takes the, at the, the one point, gun At one him. point, and he, like, picks him up, and he's just like, buddy! And he goes running, and then he gets into the bar, and that's where he sees, like, Candy Kong, and she, like, calms him down and everything, and then he comes, thing I know you're in there! And, like, she's like, what, like, what's going on? And he's like, oh, he's, he's trying to kill us, he's the bad guy, even though he's really the good guy. Right. Like, the, 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 the psychiatrist already approached her, like, he, he is, like, not stable. It's like, well, I understand that. I just saw some kid get a, a 55-gallon steel drum to the head, you know? I understand <laughs> oh. he might not see you stable. No, she hasn't seen any of that, that yet. played a Scarecrow as a psychiatrist mm. from Batman. Yep. Yeah. Uh, which one? Movie or TV? Movie. Movie. Oh, good lord. Batman Begins. I can't remember that guy's name for the life of me. Batman Begins. But you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Like he plays, he plays a good psychiatrist. Yeah, you know, and like he, he's like, oh, like they they keep locking me up, and like I'm supposed to be free, and he think really thinks that he's Donkey Kong. That is Cillian Murphy. That's actually from The Dark Knight. Yep. Uh, was he was he in Batman, Batman Begins, Begins as well? Yeah. All right. No, he was in all three movies. Yeah. Yeah, he had, like, bit roles. Yeah. Uh, there was one role that he had, like, a specifically large role in, but, like... There was know, a, that was the first one. The yeah, first right. one he, he comes out with, um, like, he's the one who pr- produces the, the neurotoxin into the system. Uh, I, I think that, like, Scarecrow is one of the more badass villains. There. He has oh, yeah, real power, other than the fact that he can just make Batman nuts. 
that, that neurotoxin that yeah. he keeps releasing on people. Uh, I'm Batman. I'm Batman. No, I'm Batman. Everybody's Batman in this town. So, alright, so we have Crazy Donkey Kong. We have Diddy Kong, Candy Kong. Now, Candy Kong, I feel like, at, should get hit in the head with a barrel. And she goes a little crazy herself. Like, she forgets who she is. And he's like, oh, you're Candy Kong. And, like, she thinks she's Candy Kong from then on out. That's why she's helping them. Okay. All right. So, no, maybe not, like, completely forgets who she is because we have to have her grounded just a little bit. We can't have her completely nuts like the other right. two. Right, you know. She has like, to be that person that's able to kind of talk him down off the ledge before he gets himself shot. Like, hey, look, I don't know what, what you think you're doing or what's going on in your head, but stop. Mm-hmm. Cut it out. Uh, and then he's on top of the church tower, you know, the, 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 that's more like King Kong's hanging out there, you know, biplane drives by, goes by, that was spraying one of the local fields. He's, he's He's climbing on like a fire escape of the church. Yeah. (laughs) And it's just like, (laughs) throwing like fucking throwing barrels down the fire escape. escape. Yeah. (laughs) Or like maybe, maybe even just like the steps to the church steeple. Yeah. Like right in the bell tower, he's just rolling barrels down there trying Pogo to Pogo barrels with fire flaming. <laughs> oh my god, that would be horrible. Because <laughs> now the church is burning and he's up here. <laughs> Everything down here is burning. Where are you going now? He's in a either, state of psychosis. He doesn't give a shit. Yeah, either way, he thinks that, that it's a psychiatrist's problem. Like, the psychiatrist is doing that to him. Yeah. Right. So what's the end game to the movie, then? I mean, does he Everyone escape? dies. No, I don't know. <laughs> so he's at the top of the church tower. All right. And um, it all collapses. And when it all collapses, they're like, oh, like the, everybody thinks that he's dead. Candy Kong, Emma Stone decides to, like, she gets her memories back because she gets bonked in the head with some, some thing. Uh, Diddy Kong is like, he gets bonked in the head and he's like, he becomes an outstanding citizen. And they're like digging through like, like the debris and then they find him. And like the, he's like, he's like in a comatose state, and when he wakes up from the coma, he's himself again. He's he's a regular human. He's out of his virtual reality world, and remembers nothing. Right, <laughs> does not remember a damn thing. He doesn't remember sludge sledgehammering like preschoolers, like at the little house in the prairie school. Wakes like, up <laughs> just, handcuffed to a fucking hospital bed. Like right. it's just some horrible dream. Just and then God, spends what the, hell the rest of his life in a fucking psych ward again. Yeah. <laughs> But he's normal now. And yeah. At least he isn't going to run out. And... Well, you know, I, I get that you, you are you now and that... Uh, but while you were away, you know, uh, Donkey Kong killed about 50 people. Yep. <laughs> Mostly so, children. Uh, <laughs> Mostly children. We can't exactly let you out. Uh, but... You said they were foaming at the mouth. They were just screaming while they were running away and you were throwing flaming barrels at them. I... Sorry, I, you're not allowed to burn children with flaming barrels. It's kind of against the law, you know. Uh, not the thing you should do. Okay, yeah, I think we got time for another round of this. Little, another little quick one here. Yeah. And okay, quick one. All right. Quickie. Uh, okay, whatever. You, whatever. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. So let's see what we got here. We all got our cards. The plot. The character. Round number two. All right. So, the Knights of the Round Table fight to save their brainwashed family from a deadly cult. 
What if we add an invisible talking penguin that only the main character can see? Okay. That's some happy shit. Like, have you guys seen the show Happy on Netflix? No. no. Oh my god, you have to watch it. This feels like a Monty Python sketch. Yes, you <laughs> 100%. Really does. This, this feels like Monty Python all over. So I'm going British. Okay. Initially with my, my mind. Jason there. Statham as the main character. Okay, so Jason Jason Statham is as what, Arthur? Well, no, because we it's the Knights Lancelot. of the Round Table, so we'll have him as Lancelot. Lancelot, okay. Uh, here's Arthur. another question. Does anybody know who the other Knights of the Round Table are? Because I not. have no clue. Uh, we might want to look that up because we have to we have to cast the Knights of the Round Table here. All right. Uh, so we I've, have Jason Statham for one, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, so basically, a deadly a deadly cult has kidnapped the families of the Knights of the Round Table. So are we are we gonna are we gonna make this like a modern Knights of the Round Table? I, I say like I say Knights of the Round Table is sort of a name, sort of a name for like a British biker club. I don't I don't I don't think we go with biker. I think we go with like more like mafia mafia. Well, still we could still I, I like the biker idea. I mean, we could, it's sort of like a okay. Yeah, Lancelot. Sort of a gang of sorts. Gawain. Gawain. <clears throat> Percival. Percival. Bors the Younger. Lamoric, Kay, and Gareth. Tristan. <laughs> well, Tristan, we can we can make a fairly modern name out of. Yeah, then. you got to come up with modern names for these here. So we have Lancelot. He just goes by Lance. All yep. right. Lance Lawton. Okay. That's his full name. <laughs> so Lance. Lance, Lance L. Lawton. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, Gawain. Gary. <laughs> I, I think that Gwen should be Dwayne. Okay. Like, he's the black guy. Hard <coughs> me. a black Fuck guy. It. Cast the rock as him. Yeah. Lancelot and the rock. <laughs> Jason Statham and the rock. We gotta force the rock, though, to go through, like, months of, like, preparation to speak in a British accent. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. We got, we, it's gotta be British, you know. Uh, Percival. Oh, throw fucking, um, I know he's not British, but, ah, uh, fuck, what's his name? Okay. So we're, we're talking Butler. about, like, British guys, right? Great act, great actors. What about Benedict Cumberbatch? Yes, absolutely. Right. I want him to be, the like, well, who was it, um, Tristan? So oh, no. should be Tristan. No, if we're, if we're going to make this an all-British cast, I want Benedict Cumberbatch as the leader of the cult. Okay, so he's... So he's he is the, the leader of the cult that is brainwashing these guys. Peter Capaldi. Peter Capaldi. Peter Capaldi. Who's Throw the, him in there. Who's, let me see. Peter Capaldi. Doctor Who. Peter Capaldi. Okay, he's the yeah. guy. He's not the current Doctor Who, but the one no. just before. Amazing. Uh, there has to be like an OG old guy in this, so we're going to put Sean Connery. Mm. Peter Capaldi's old. I mean, Sean Connery. that guy is. Okay, all right, all right. Peter Capaldi is like up there, yeah. He's, yeah. He's, he's really up there. Peter okay. Capaldi's a great actor. Uh, now, if we're gonna have, if we're gonna have Benedict Cumberbatch, we gotta have his his counterpart from Sherlock in this as part of the gang. Yes. I I, I wanna I I think we we should have uh, Martin Freeman as part of the the the, the Mites of the Round Table. Fuck yeah. Uh, and essentially, 
they go on this this what do they call it? The quest for the Holy Grail? Like yeah. the, it's like there's a name for it. Okay. So well, it's, it's basically the quest for the Holy Grail. Yeah, but the, it was something. Like, what was the quest for the Holy Grail? I'm, I can't think of... I think that, that was what it was, wasn't it? Just the quest for the Holy It wasn't a quest. Grail. It was like... Ah, uh, okay. Well, while you guys I'm are finding it. That, <laughs> yeah, because... So I, I think one of the guys, the guy that sees the penguin. Okay, so we got the penguin. I think the penguin needs to be voiced uh, by what's-his-name there uh, from uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Uh, oh, 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 uh, oh, Russell, oh. is it Russell? Crow? No, no. not Russell Crow. Uh, uh, not Russell. Is it Russell? He was in Arthur. He was in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Used to date Katy Perry. Uh, Russell Brand. Yeah, Russell Brand. He needs to be the penguin. Yes. Okay. The guy that sees the penguin. The guy that's literally going off his rocker the entire movie, seeing a penguin throughout this entire thing, is Ewan McGregor. Yes! Oh my god! Ewan McGregor's fantastic. Right. He doesn't know he's going crazy. He just sees this penguin everywhere and it's talking to him. Nobody else can see the penguin. He's like, guys, you see this? No, I don't see this. Ah. Uh, and if you can hear that noise in the background, that is my dog literally trying to chew through the door to get to us. Does not like being trapped outside. I, I really thought there was another name for it. It wasn't just like a quest. It was just a quest for the Holy Grail. Yeah, it's just, I think that's... Well, I mean, you, you, I think you're thinking of the movie, The Last Crusade. A Crusade. That's a what crusade. it is. A, cru yeah. a Crusade. But like, <laughs> Crusades were just a thing. It wasn't for the Holy Grail specifically. Yeah, just... but, but like, you know, like, what what would you call the quest for the Holy Grail? Like, a, crusade. a Crusade. Okay. You know, so like, they, they have to go on this crusade to save... So their you're, you're, you're stuck in the, the Sean Connery, Harrison Ford, the last crusade thing where they were going for the Holy Grail. Was, well, no, there's a general, like, that's what they went on. They went on crusades. That okay, so the they're, they're going on a crusade to, to, to save their family, their respective families. So why, why, is, why is Benedict Cumberbatch kidnapping these families? Why is he trying to brainwash them? Because he's trying to take over the kingdom or the mafia. He's trying to take over their specific... So their territory. They yeah. figures by brainwashing their families, kidnapping them, and turning them against the Knights of the Round Table, this, mm -hmm. this, this biker gang, this kind of mafia. Well, I don't, want to call, I don't know if you can call British mafia. Is there such thing as a British mafia? I don't think There's so. got to be another name for it. Like well, uh, let's, uh, once again, we got <laughs> yeah. We're gonna we're Run gonna go Google. Google that shit, please. Because uh, I, I feel like British mafia doesn't sound right. Yeah, I've heard of the Irish mafia, the Russian mafia, the Italian mafia. You know, but you know, Brit mafia doesn't doesn't ring. It doesn't ring British right. British firms, firms, British biker gangs. There's got to be names for it. You know, because there's obviously the British version of these things in the UK. Right? They just have to have a different name for it. They're, yeah. They're a little they're a little nicer about their names than we are. Maybe not. Maybe I'm 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 being a little stereotypical. That's why they're called the Knights of the Round Table, because they're So they're gang. called the Knights of the Round Table. Basically they're a gang. They're, they're a gang <laughs> of sorts that, that that they they're all bikers. You know. Uh, I feel like I feel like you and McGregor with the penguin is the sidecar dude. He's he, always he in the sidecar. He always has a sidecar. But like, but there's nobody there, and he's always talking to the penguin. The penguin is in the sidecar, and the penguin always has great ideas, but they never listen to it because he always says it comes from the penguin. Right. Fantastic ideas. We're 
Oh, fantastic idea. Yeah, Penguin told me. What? <laughs> no, okay. No, fuck you, man. I, I don't want to listen to you anymore. And then there's the guy who always takes the cue from... Like, he's like, oh, Penguin told me to do this. And he's like, oh, that's a stupid idea. Hey, that's so, a good idea. <laughs> I got British, I got, I got, we have Benedict Cumberbatch as, as what you see as the leader of the cult. Okay. Okay, so they take out Benedict Cumberbatch, but he's not actually the leader. The guy, or I should say girl, behind Benedict Cumberbatch, because we've, we've, we've over-emasculated this movie, right? Yeah. <laughs> the girl behind Benedict Cumberbatch, Helena Bonham Carter. Yes! Oh my god! As the, the lead badass Perfect. trying to take over everything. And she's got her own little clique. Yeah. Okay, so he is like the front. He's the guy that he she puts at the front of everything because if anybody's going to go down for her shit, it's going to be him. It's going to be a man. All right. Absolutely. Helena Bonham Carter is like a very well-respected member of, you know, she she's she's considered upper crust, blue blood almost. You yeah. Know? Uh, and she is like a, a very well-respected member of the community. So nobody would think that this is what it was, but it's all behind the scenes, all very much behind closed doors. So when they take down Benedict Cumberbatch, they get their brainwashed families back, but the end of the movie is sort of, you know, her knowing that, yes, they won that little battle. War is definitely not over. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> Goes on to fucking, like, two more sequels. I, I just, I got this whole thing with, with Ewan McGregor, with him talking to penguins in my head. <laughs> You know, I got. I don't know if anybody's seen Harvey here with Jane, uh, Jimmy Stewart, with the, the big rabbit yes. that he sees all the time. Yes, I saw that. That was that was a fantastic. I think they did a remake of that too, if I'm not did mistaken. They? It was not a well received remake. I don't. I think it just got swept under the rug. I think they they did do a remake of sorts for that. Uh, I can't be entirely sure. I mean, maybe it was just in the works and it never came to fruition. Uh but that's what I'm, I'm seeing right here. I'm just seeing like Okay, this. yeah. Um, the original was in 1950, and they remade it in 1996. Who was in the 1996 version? Do, do, do. Thank you, Google. Right. Google's a fantastic fucking thing. If you guys want to sponsor us too, Google, because we use you all. We are Googling <laughs> shit left and right. No, left we, and right. We don't bing shit. We don't ask Jeeves. I, I, I bing shit on occasion. Out. Bing's not quite as accessible because Google comes up the second I bring up Safari on my phone. So it's it's like right there. Bing is not the first thing that I go to. But, uh, Harvey 1996, American made for television fantasy comedy film. Remake of the 1950s classic starring James Stewart based on Mary Chase's play of the same. Blah, 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 blah. Blah, blah, blah. Who was in it, though? Here we go. Okay. What we got here? Uh, oh, Harry Anderson? Mr. Anderson. Do you know who, who Harry Anderson is? Have you ever seen the TV show Night Court? That's like the most prominent no. thing that he, he's known for. Because I can't, I can't remember a lot of things that he did outside name. of Night Court. But he, he died, actually, a little bit back. Okay, uh, he looks vaguely familiar. He was, he was big in 80s, like, 80s TV. Uh, I, I really liked that TV show. Uh, but Night Court was one of my favorites back then. I don't know why I was watching that as a kid. Okay, he was, um, he was in It. It? In, the original, yeah, the original yeah, It, the, the original miniseries. It as, um, the adult Richie. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. I know who we're talking about. So, I mean, you've definitely seen him. He's, he's a familiar face. Yeah. Uh, 
Okay, yeah, I can see him doing the Jimmy Stewart thing. You know, I can see him doing Harvey. Yeah. Wouldn't have thought that to begin with, but... <laughs> I really think they could remake that movie now. I just saw something online. Didn't they do something they similar? Were, they were making it again back last year. Definitely wasn't a Harvey movie. Have you seen that, uh... There was a flick with, uh... God damn, why is his name escaping me? Van Wilder, Deadpool. Ryan Reynolds? Ryan Reynolds, there we go. Ryan Reynolds, uh... It, he uh, did a movie where the entire movie he had a dog that was talking to him, but he was like killing. Oh people. my god, I love that fucking movie. Um, um, um. Uh, um what um, was um. that? What was this? Shit, voices. Voices. That was such a good such movie. Such a good fucking movie. He what plays this fucking was... psychotic guy. He like he's super nice and everything, right? But he's schizophrenic and he stops taking his meds and his dog starts talking to him and his cat starts talking to him and his cat's a fucking asshole and can like. It's, it's, cats are assholes. Yeah, it's the, it's the typical, like, dogs, the sweetheart, cats, like, it's the angel devil on your shoulders. <laughs> and, um, like, he starts falling in love with this girl that he works with, and then he accidentally kills her, because, like, they hit a deer, and, like, he sees the deer in his, like, sticking his head through his windshield, and, like, he's skitzing out, and he, like, sees the deer talking to him, saying, please, for the love of God, kill me, so he pulls out a knife and slits the deer's throat in front of this girl. And she's like, what the fuck did I just see? And starts booking it. And he's like running after her, knife still in hand. And he fucking accidentally falls on top of her and stabs her. And he's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And he stabs her again. I'm going to put you out of your misery. I'm so sorry. You're not going to be in pain anymore. And then he just keeps killing like women that like are attracted to him. Fucking um, Anna Kendrick is in it. Yes, and yes, yes. Like, he, I remember he, he all the, the talking heads. severed heads in yeah, the refrigerator. Yeah, he cuts off their heads and puts them in the fridge, and like he takes them out and starts talking to them like they're still alive. And what is they're going it's on? Super it's goofy. Oh my voices. god. He lives in like an old school bowling alley. Yeah, that shit is fantastic. I'm gonna watch this one tonight. Definitely worth watching. All right, so I think that'll uh, go ahead and tie that up for us here today. And I, I thank you again for, for listening to all we have to, to spew out into the universe. Uh, and from, from myself... Thank you for listening. Miss B. And from Zeph, um, if you think that we're going to run out of things to talk about, you are wrong. <laughs> There's so stay, always something to talk stay about. Stay tuned ne- next week for another exciting adventure of... Uh, Cinematic Anarchy. Well, this shit that we're doing here. <laughs> something. We're going to do something. I'm, It'll be entertaining, I hope. <laughs> Entertaining to say the least. That's what we aim for anyway. Try to be a little entertaining. All right. Good night. Goodbye. Good luck. Au revoir.